Welcome back to Tectotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Abe Burmeister. He's the founder and creative director of Outlier. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today in the show, we have Abe Burmeister, founder and creative director of Outlier. Uh, welcome to the show, Abe. Yeah, it's great to be here. So, so you guys make uh, you guys make backpacks. Uh, and... Make backpacks and clothes. You know, you know, we're basically trying to create the the future of clothing. Really, you know, twenty first century clothing. We're oh. talking about a an industry that that goes way back. You know, since the the dawn of time um, and trying to pull it into the 21st century a little bit okay so what is uh well first off why don't you tell us a little about what outliers mission is and what you guys are building yeah i mean we're really just trying to to make better clothes for wearing every day right so there's you know like the clothes you wear you know a lot of them were designed a long time ago you know a, a jean you know that's a 150 year old product you know shirts these things been around since you know there was a huge uh, relationship with the industrial revolution how clothes were made and clothes changed a lot uh in the 19th century but in the 20th century they kind of stabilized um for the most part but there's lots of like advances like hidden deep throughout these the supply chain and materials fabric and whatnot and um the cultural side of of it hasn't quite kept up so you know the u.s military or if you're going backpack climbing everest you can buy these really advanced clothing but when you're getting dressed every day, you might be, you know, denim's a 400-year-old fabric, right? Things like that. So, um, you know, we're really about trying to uh, to change how you dress every single day and, and make kind of small improvements in your life. Just the, you know, you wear clothes uh, most of the time when you're awake, at least. So, and, um, so what know, is what's stopping the what's stopping the industry? So we've we've had denim for for hundreds of years. What's stopping the industry from from using something different? Uh, I mean, a lot of it's just cultural, right? Like, you know, like there's way more clothes in the world than, than we need, honestly, right? Like you, there's, there's a surplus. Um, so people make choices based on these sort of like, you know, culture, like on, on what they like, what they, what's attractive to them. And so the, you have these huge kind of cultural constructs that, that have built around various industries about what, what you're supposed to wear, what the traditions are. And so these things kind of like weigh on people in a certain way, right? It's, um, but does it weigh on? Doesn't it weigh on clothing manufacturers and not humans? What's is there? Is there some kind of weird thing that like, if you added a, uh, I don't know, some kind of strange fiber to a to a jean, people wouldn't wear it? No, it's it's just sort of. Uh, I think the industry just moves a lot slower than than what we think of as the tech industry right like the, mm -hmm. the the industrial revolution really started with with fibers and clothes the spinning jenny right with looms the jacquard loom was like essentially the the prototype of a computer um you know hundreds of years before and um so like they they were way out ahead at one point and then then things got mature and you know the sewing machine was was essentially per perfected you know over 100 years ago 
And so the, the industry itself just kind of moves at a different pace. So, and we're used to the internet where things move really quick and, and we sell clothes online. And so it's an interesting difference, right? Where like, you know, on the internet, like, you know, an hour can be a lot and a day is, is infinity sometimes. Um, whereas like if you're making a new fabric, you know, that, that might take six months. It might take a couple of years to, um, get all the pieces moving and, you know, these are, these are physical materials and then, um, you know, a lot of a sort of old ways buried in there. So I can give like sort of a, a concrete example, actually, like we've been for it's been seven years, um, we've been really trying to make, um, beautiful Merino wool shirting and Merino is like, you know, is a, it's wool, it's a fiber, ancient fiber. Um, but there's a lot of advances in how it's been processed and how the animals are handled, the, the land and stuff that allows it to be used very differently now than it, than it was used even 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, and so we've been using it in T-shirts for a long time, and we think of it as like nature's finest performance fiber. Um, it pulls moisture away from your body. It thermoregulates. It's incredible against the skin. Um, and so we've been making T-shirts with it for you know, seven, eight years, maybe nine. Um, and, you know, we were like, these t-shirts are amazing. Let's make some button shirts with it. Um, this was seven years ago. We really started thinking about that. And, um, and it took us till this year to, to, to get like a, a beautiful shirting fabric out of it. You know, and even then that was like a, a test run. Um, and it took convincing, like the people that were handling the wool, like didn't want to use the wool process the way we needed it processed or you know like the, the people buying the super soft wool are usually making suits and you know in their head they're the suits are more important than than shirts and so they didn't want to make a shirt fabric you know it's so like sort of just kind of find the right partner find somebody who's interested in innovating um and willing to put the resources in there and take the risk on on large industrial machines essentially to uh to sit there and, and kind of iterate and develop. Um, so it's, you know, I, I came from a, a computer screen background. I was a graphic designer, and so I'm used to moving at uh, the, the speed of a <laughs> screen. And uh, and coming into this world was interesting. And so it's it's a different pace. So um, what so what can we do as what can we do as consumers? What can you guys do to make to make this industry catch up? Does it have to catch up? Am I, or is it, is it, is this it's one industry that's going to survive until we go to Mars or something like that? Or does it well, have everybody to wears, everybody wears clothes. Yeah. Um, no, it is catching up. It's, it's catching up in a way that that's kind of scary for us as a business, you know, like, uh, so we've been really, you know, we started this nine years ago and we were kind of the first people to say like, you know, everyday clothes should, should use some of the latest advances that you might see in your outdoor gear or, you know, that, that's going into equestrian wear or into the military. Um, and and actually this fall, we're actually seeing a lot of it happen in sort of the Chino space where like some of the really big brands, um, the hugest brands making kind of your, your everyday Chinos for the office are, are doing things very similar to stuff that we did seven years ago or so. Um, and so that, you know, as a business, that's not great to see, but as a, as a human, it's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, we, we started and we did it. We, we kind of took the risks, uh, for other people and, and built the proofs of concept and, and built a, an audience and, and proved that people were interested in this stuff. And, and now other people are in there and, you know, they're operating, at, you know, slightly different perspectives and angles and price points than we are, but they're out there doing very similar stuff. And, you know, as a, 
from a, the standpoint of looking towards the future, I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. What are we going to wear in 20 years? Are we going to wear Merino still? Can, uh, can probably, we? Probably. You know, there's some really interesting stuff happening, like in the it, with protein fibers that, that it's really hard to, you know, it's one of those sort of advances where you're like, wow, there's some really cool stuff going on, but you, it's really hard to put a time frame to it. Um, yeah, I guess like AI or something is the same sort of thing where AI has been like on the verge for a long time and like there's little steps and pieces that come together that are super cool, but like we're still not really actually having conversations with it yet. So um, there's, there's some startups out there that are, they're mostly focusing on sort of uh, bioengineering silk and it's, um, you know, this process is it's very similar to brewing beer actually. They, they're using yeast to uh, to take genetically modified uh, silk DNA and, and replicate it. And so um, this stuff is just starting to come onto the market. It's, it's very interesting. And so wool, merino wool is a protein fiber similar to silk. Um, and the protein fibers are, are more complicated than the, than the plant-based fibers as a general sort of rule. Um, that there's a lot more going on. And so they often have this just sort of more evolved properties. Um, you know, Merino is great because it's designed to thermoregulate a sheep and these mm -hmm. sheep like that are, you know, sometimes climbing to the top of mountains where it's very cold and then going down into the valley where it might be super hot in the summer. And so it's, it's really a, a fiber designed, uh, not designed, evolved to handle this really extreme range of climate and it works really well. And that's what makes it so great. So is, is there a, yeah, is there a situation where we, we run out of those sheep? Is there a situation where we could, we could generate our own Merino? Have you, have you seen stuff like that? Well, that's what I'm getting at. So like when you're bioengineering silk, like it, it's in theory, like you can grow any protein fiber, it, essentially like you make beer. Um, it's, and the proof of concept is, is there in a, in a very small scale. Um, and it's, you know, it's closer, like they're, people are focusing more on spider silk and they're also focusing on, um, on leather as well. Mm -hmm. And, and none of it's really market ready. There's like one or two sort of like very proof of concept things that are made like a, a tie and stuff like that. Um, but it's, you know, it's technology. So sometimes these things explode and sometimes and happen really quickly. And it could be in like two or three years. They're like, yeah, we can make any, any protein based fiber you want and you can go and sit there and specify the, the properties you want, or it could be like, it takes 20 years before we see something mm -hmm. that's like super innovative like that. You, you've been doing this for about 10. So have you seen anything just suddenly pop up that nobody expected? Uh, no. It's slow. It's like, I mean, it, it is moving. Right. And so, like I said, like we're, we're seeing stuff that we were doing, like when we started, like get more popular, but, um, the time frame for these kind of cultural shifts is, is quite slow. You know, you're talking generation level kind of thing. So, um, I can't say we've seen anything like shocking, but, um, but it's there's market improvement, and you see how things are changing, and, and the industry changes and reacts and um, builds better products. Um, but just again, coming from a an internet lifestyle, a tech driven lifestyle, you know, like there's no iPhone that showed up in, in our clothing. Mm -hmm. Why not? What I, I I keep going, I keep coming back to this, but is there are there is there just not enough impetus to create the iPhone of this of this space is it does it work well enough that you don't have to worry about it i'm like 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a very mature industry, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, so we. But does it have to be? That's the question. That's that's where that's what I'm getting at. Like, uh, like food. So all of a sudden we have Soylent. We have like I don't know. 3D printed beef, and uh, I don't know. They can inject food directly into your eyeball or something like that. Let's for for sake of argument, yeah. but it's but the vast majority of food is always going to be you're going to grow something in a field. Is that the is that going to be the absolute case forever and ever in terms of in terms of clothing, or is there going to be some sea change? Do you see some kind of sea change coming, where I can no longer buy cotton because it just doesn't make sense to grow it? It makes more sense to 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 brew a spider's spider silk. Um, I wish I could say, yeah, but uh, it's, I mean, the interesting thing is like some of the best fibers that we use, we, we don't discriminate. So we use ancient, ancient fibers. We use something called Ramey, um, that we love. That's probably the first fiber ever harvested and it's still amazing. Right. And it's, uh, and then we use brand new stuff. We use stuff called Dyneema, the world's strongest mm -hmm. fiber. Um, it's like a crystalline fiber that they use to tie up the Panamax boats that are going across oceans. Um, and it's, you know, 15 times stronger than steel and floats on water, right? So we're happy to use that. And we're happy to use the, the ancient stuff. And, and it sort of all mixes together. Like, they mm -hmm. don't necessarily, like, replace each other. So there's there's interesting technologies that, that are percolating that, like, again, like like brewing protein fibers. And, you know, there's advances in rayon constantly um people just you know figuring out new formulas rayon's essentially like making fiber out of the way you out of cellulose so it's mm -hmm. like paper um and there's lots and lots of like so if you go buy a a uniqlo heat tech garment there's a, a lot of the technology in there is actually rayon um it's a mix but rayon's sort of where they're they're driving because they can like really play with the the chemical formulations and 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 tweak it but they all kind of sit next to each other so Leather is still amazing. Denim still has its place. And then there's like the really advanced stuff, the Dynemas and, uh, you know, advanced But, but nobody's, nobody's like sitting on some kind of like, I don't know, self-camouflaging material that, <laughs> that, that I can buy so I can blend into my surroundings like a ninja or something like that. It's not – it's just – it's like it, – yeah. There's a dude up in Canada that's trying to sell that actually, but it, the people <laughs> – it's true. It seems like it might be uh, – you know, he, he might have a – you know, nobody's paid him, so okay. Uh, he might have a screw loop. So that's fine. But I, but I, yeah. I, that's 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 what I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me there's yeah. some kind of like secret electric car of of rayon that I'm that everybody's missing and that we haven't seen yet. But it well, sounds... then the, the, go, the spider silk is is your okay. best bet. Right, right, right. I, it's not a short thing, but um, you know, there's people out there out in you know, there's a startup in Emeryville, and there's um, some people in Japan, and there's some people mm -hmm. in uh, Germany as well, um, and they. Uh, they're all sitting there like being like, yeah, we got the spider silk. And the thing that that's crazy about spider silk is it's been around for, you know, obviously sure. as long as it's been spiders um, and it has lots of properties. There's actually lots of different types of it that these spiders make. But the, the funny thing is that, that we've never been able to harvest it in any kind of quantity because the spiders don't like to uh, live next to each other. They'll just eat themselves. Right They're They're often carnivorous. So like you can make a, a silkworm farm the silkworms are cool they, they all sit there and like they'll grow next to each other but if you want to make a spider silk farm hmm. uh well it's it's not as fun interesting so and and how are they so so they basically have to they they, they can't put the spiders together they have to they have to generate the the whatchamacallit they have to generate the, the silk for, out of these guys 
Yeah, well, it's genetic engineering, so they're literally taking the the DNA from the, you know, of these materials and and then creating and using yeast to replicate it is the main process that seems to be happening. Um, and so, like, and then the yeasts are able to replicate the DNA, mm -hmm. and then you create a large amount of the of this material. And so, what's wild there is that like once this hits a certain tipping point, and again, like the. I'm just hesitant to say when that tipping point is. Then, in theory, you can you can make you can just sit there and code together a DNA sequence that that has the properties of of exactly what you want, and then you just put it in this vat with the yeast, and they make it for you. Um, and so, if that takes off, uh, and again, it's 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 happening in a real way, but not in this like dramatic way yet. Um, then we can see some really amazing stuff. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, 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 I know I'm trying to, I'm trying to fish for, for the exciting stuff, but I want to, but you, you guys are already using some, uh, some pretty interesting materials anyway. I think the, I think there was a ripstops uh, bag that they, that they sent for us to look at, which was pretty cool, right? Yeah. So we use a lot of the Dyneema. This stuff is, uh, it's non-woven Dyneema. So Dyneema again is the world's strongest fiber. And then we use these particular, uh, sort of hybrid constructions of it that are designed to be super lightweight and, and very stable and, and, and still seriously strong. So we can make a lighter uh, bag that, that has a lot of strength that's still, you know, you know well water resistant um, and then also really stable. And so, you know, the stuff used to go, it actually was invented to win the America's Cup, which it did. Um, and so it's, it goes into sales, and then um, and now it's you know it's starting to go into backpacks, but it's it's quite expensive. So it's like if you uh, if you want to hike the Appalachian Trail, like mm -hmm. the whole length thing, you might invest in one a backpack out of this stuff. Or if uh, you're climbing Everest and every single ounce counts, then you know this is again something you might want to invest in. And then we're trying to take that and, and put it into a context that's a little more accessible to everyday life, right? So it's not just about these extreme situations, but where it's just a a lighter backpack, a better backpack, one that, that that's a little more comfortable and takes you a little bit further. But you're not worried that we're going to be in. Uh, we're not. You're not worried that we're going to be in a situation where we need a much better uh, a much better material that's going to be. I don't know. That's going to keep us from burning up in the in, in the ionosphere or something like that, right? You, you you think you think it's going to be okay in terms of in terms of 20 years from now we're still going to be wearing Reno. We're not going to be wearing I don't know full body uh, anti radiation suits. Uh I mean, I can't predict the future, but I, I certainly hope we're not. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, All right. Super. All right. Where's the? Yeah. You know, we're we're good with the UV protection though. Like uh, Merino is actually great for again this, those sheep. You know, it's it's a thousands of years, millions of years of evolution. Um, so yeah, you know, a lot of it's the UV fifty plus. So. Mm -hmm. it'll, uh, if you've ever gotten a sunburn through a cod T-shirt, um, you know that not everything's perfect. Yeah, very cool. So, what's the what's the website for uh, for Outlier? It's outlier.nyc. So, outlier.newyorkcity. All right, we'll take a look at it. Uh, thank you, Abe, for joining us, Technotopia. This has been some cool stuff. I want you to come back to me in uh, in a couple of years, and I want you to tell me that there's like some kind of we've generated some kind of uh, 3D printed goat hoof or something that we use for shoes now. Yeah, no. If, as soon as we got that crazy stuff, we'll be inside. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, this has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. 
check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.